0: Get in the know non-stop Viking talk it's purple daily on score north and
1: ScoreNorth.com.
2: I think it's a little of both I think certainly at times you feel like um, you know there's opportunities for us to play better that we are capable of being a much better football team and when you feel that's the big part of it then um, it's very fixable or it's very it gives you you know gives you a hope encouragement that you uh, you know, we can turn it around because you feel like you have the players in the room to do that, and the coaches in the room to do that.
0: Uh, unless Justin Jefferson is out for multiple games with a hammy, right?
2: I mean, it's all fixable, Phil. I mean, we, we've heard this before. I forget from uh, which coaches and quarterbacks said it back in the day, but you know, you just go back and watch the film and it's all fixable. Easily correctable. Easily correctable. Think, yeah. The... yeah, easily correctable. Just got to watch the film.
0: God, we should have made a shirt 10 years ago. Easily <laughs> easily correctable. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. We did Th- miss out Things on that. could have been different for the Judd and Fun Show if you guys had an uh, easily correctable
2: shirt. Back Not so sure about that, but that's a nice thought. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings <laughs> Entertainment, or as it's turned out to be this year, Daily Vikings Therapy for you guys. We have hottest Vikings takes. We have a pie chart of blame, and we also have silver linings. So we have a ton of things to get to here live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, presented in part by our friends at Quick Trip. You know, Quick Trip can really brighten the mood on a Monday morning, right? Get in there, some hot, ready-to-eat foods, Mm. fill that gas tank up, Judd. Uh, Mm. It's the official convenience store and gas station of Purple Daily in 2023.
2: And don't forget that to Kruba Coffee as well to start your day. You go mm. in there, you get that cup of Java, you oh man, you get you you wake up and it's quick trip to the rescue. And then and then you look around because now you're awake and you're saying to yourself, you know what? I'm gonna need some lunch. I might need some dinner. And then you look around and and I'm gonna that tell mean, you. You've been there all day. Right crazy. Now, I know, well, you never trip. leave. You just never leave because you, because you know what you saw you and it's a Monday too. It's perfect. The roasted whole chicken, which is prepared fresh daily, great for meal prep or heck, an easy dinner on special every single Monday. There's the delicious fried chicken bone in. There's the chicken tenders. I know, I know, a Mackie and Declan favorite. Oh yeah, um, hand breaded, seriously jumbo, three or eight piece. Uh, Again, perfect for a quick, easy, or an easy lunch or dinner. Prepared fresh daily, as is everything at Quick Trip. Chicken sandwiches, boneless wings. Quick Trip is your one-stop store to go to for all of your needs, and of course, uh, it is the official now uh, presenting sponsor of our show. Quick Trip. Thank you very much for coming on board.
0: All right, I need one of you to start with your hottest Vikings take. I've got the. I'll lead off the pie chart because I got the pie chart of. Of blame here. Which one of you wants to sling a hot take first?
2: Well, you know what? I'm going to come with a fastball that's going to make a positive out of a negative. Seemingly, but it's not. It's not. So I'm going to um, approach the mound and much like Lopez yesterday for the Twins, I'm going to shove. I am going to shove! Here's my hottest take. The Vikings need to, no matter the extent of the injury, sit Justin Jefferson for the next month. And most importantly, the next three games, Chicago, San Francisco and Green Bay, all very losable without your most (laughs) dynamic player that gets you. So if you sit the next three games, you know where I'm going here, boys. There's a quiet tanking here. Is That's going like to. It? Well, no, it's not tanking. It's opportunity. Why do we use such a <laughs> gross, dirty word? It's an opportunity. The good Lord. It's an opportunity to,
0: to draft a great
2: player exactly. to help the franchise. Yes, the I good, like the positive. The spin good here. Lord yeah. has looked down on the Vikings and said, I, I gave you one of the best players, but for now, you've got a chance to sit him. And by the way, a hamstring cannot be questioned. Like a hamstring, and if Justin is smart, he should sit too because he doesn't have his second contract yet. But anyway, point being, if you sit the next three games, you get to October 29th against Green Bay. You got a fighting chance, a very, a very fighting chance. Without again, your most dynamic player to be one and seven at the trade deadline, and that gives you the opportunity to start to peel off the pieces. In my opinion, no questions asked. Now, with Jefferson, I've been saying I do not think this team would dump players. But without him, if you are 1-7, and seven, and at that point, you really ain't going to rush him. Like Like, there's no reason. This actually is, it's not taking, it's opportunity. And I suggest that the Vikings, my hot take is this. Understand your circumstances, take the opportunity, and run with it.
0: I like the. I, I I think we need to have a discussion about the word tanking. I'm glad you brought this up because this this was a theme sort of yesterday. We had a couple fans call in on Ventline, and they were happy about yesterday's result, right? Yep. They they were they were like one guy the uh, was a bar owner guy who came in and he had like a big pipe issue in Sewage the morning. Sewage all
2: over his bar all day. Yeah.
0: Awful day. <laughs> Couldn't open his bar until halfway through the afternoon games. And so it was a very tough day. And he said, it actually has made my day a horrible day. But at the end of the day, I feel great that the Vikings lost because now they can go into sort of a tank that's necessary. But then I, I agree with and hear some of the other fans that say, you don't want to build a culture of losing. And there is value in being the Steelers, right? Just constantly in people's faces with nine wins. Sometimes you win a Super Bowl once every 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I think if you could get the requisite pieces you need going forward without completely tanking and going 3-14, and that would be ideal. But if it just so happened, you know, that like your best player was out for a few weeks and your schedule takes a turn for the hard with the Niners and then road games on the horizon after that, right? A a Dick Buttkiss tribute potentially on the horizon for the Bears. It doesn't have to be tanking. Right. It's just, you know, the football gods weren't smiling on you, and now you're going to sort of lean into
2: building it back up for 2024, right? That's a more positive way to frame it. I prefer that we all stop using that word. Okay. It's opportunity. It's opportunity. Players do not purposely lose games, nor should they ever. Coaches purposely do not lose games. It's not in their best interest. They are judged on records.
0: Go fight, fight. Yes. Go. But
2: you know what? You can decide, Justin Jefferson, it's a hamstring, and we're 1-4. and Do we really want to see if he can push through this? Like after two games, oh, he might be able to come back. You know, Royce Lewis came back for the playoffs. That's one thing. He didn't come back for the Rockies. Exactly. Or the A's. No. And you know what? If the Twins had been just sort of meh, I would say that is not worth it. This, this is opportunity, and when an opportunity presents itself, I encourage us all, and I think there's a lot of people that watch this show who would completely agree, this is a rainbow, in in fact, here's the phrase, it's a rainbow opportunity, because at the end of the rainbow is the potential for a quarterback.
0: I like this. The, the The YouTube comments are great. Judd's hot take is the definition of situational
2: awareness. Situational master. Be aware of your situation. But let's call, take l- advantage. Let's not say tanking anymore. I I feel like tanking is such a crass word because it yeah what, what it's accusatory. It was, what if it was? Let's empower
0: some of the younger players on the roster like, and see what they can do. Okay, let's go out there, Lewis. scene when you're healthy enough. Let's get out there. Let's let's see what let's see what you got. Okay, Nik- Nikhil Harry, former first round pick from just a few years ago, right? Why don't you get on out there, six foot four, go see if you can be a red zone target in Justin Jefferson's absence. I like where you're going here, right. Declan. What's your
3: hottest Vikings take? Okay, my hottest Vikings take. The Vikings aren't unlucky. They're just one of the worst Vikings teams I've ever seen. Wow. They're not unlucky. Let's call it what this is. This is not bad luck. It's not regression. It's simply a bad football team who can't seem to score first, are always playing from behind, are always turning the football over. To suggest the 2023 Vikings are unlucky is actually disrespectful to the definition of luck. Luck is defined as, quote, (laughs) success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions, through one's own actions, this is not by chance anymore. Kirk Cousins has thrown 12 passes all season when leading. 12. Wow. 12. He has thrown 161 passes when trailing. You have a veteran quarterback who still has happy feet. When you're in the when you're trying to throw a Hail Mary, no, I I don't like that Kirk Uh, You can't deal with pressure in your face. You have an offense that is not in near the top five in any category. You're 16th in points, you're 20th in red zone, you're 20th in third down, you're 28th in rushing, you're 32nd in average possession time. You have a defense that is being schemed differently, but that's 22nd in points, 28th in turnovers generated, 27th in touchdown passes allowed, 29th in opponent's average drive time. Nothing about this is unlucky. Welcome to football. Not everything breaks your way. And if you want to if ands your butts your way in convincing yourself that this team is unlucky, I can't help you. You need to accept the fact the Vikings are one of the worst teams in football. You're not unlucky. Disrespect.
0: disrespectful. The, the, the definition of luck there is what... You know, I don't know that they're the worst, one of the worst Viking schemes I've ever seen, but they do continually shoot themselves in the feet. And as a guy who sat up here for now a month and a half, like... You it's not, there's no way you can keep fumbling like this. There's no way. At this point, it doesn't matter if you stop fumbling, the damage is done, right? Like you could go, you could go the next three games without mm-hmm. fumbling and mm-hmm. still lose at least two of the next three games and, and the math is just not on your side. So what's done is done. That's the thing about the NFL schedule. It's like, well, if you're just going to fumble, you know, eight times in your first five games and, and lose almost all those games. Unlike baseball, where you can kind of stumble out of the gate, you're below 500 at the All-Star break, you know, you're the Twins. You got three months and 80 more games to figure this thing out. In the NFL, you're basically a third of the way through your schedule because you can't hang on to the football. So you don't get those games back at this point, which leads me to my hottest Vikings take here, gentlemen. The 2023 season is over for the Minnesota Vikings. It's over. Last week, I sat here looking like an idiot now in retrospect, and people are just dunking on me on Twitter, and that's fine. That's fine. fine. And I told you, if you look at the analytics, if you look at the way they move the ball, if you look at the way the defense has jumped up, basically from one of the three worst in the NFL to sort of middle of the pack, this is kind of a sleeping giant DNA of a football team, and I thought they were going to beat the Chiefs. Well, if they don't turn the ball over on the first play of the game, they might damn well have beat the Chiefs. If they don't drop a touchdown pass on a perfectly executed screen, second to last drive of the game, they might have beat the Chiefs. If they don't waste three timeouts before the nine minute mark of the fourth quarter, they might have had two extra timeouts with a minute 15 to go to drive down and beat the Chiefs. But the reality is they didn't beat the Chiefs and now they're one and four. And if you start to look ahead here, okay, okay, let's do one game at a time here. Justin Jefferson probably not playing this weekend. And if he is, yeah, no, I don't know how he can be 100%. I you know? don't think there's a chance in hell. dude. In baseball, you can protect it. Like Royce Lewis, let's DH him. Yeah, no. And let's tell him not to run full speed. If he hits home runs, he can still do damage for us, right? Yep. In football, you can't tell a wide receiver, hey, man, ah, let's just get you out there. Don't open it up full speed and don't make any sudden movements. That's not how it works. So he's almost certainly not playing, at least for this week. I don't care if he plays or not against San Francisco. The Vikings aren't winning that game. So you get maybe a Justin jefferson uh, Jeffersonless game on Sunday in which the Bears are honoring Dick Butkus. They're going to go win one for one of the great players in franchise history. Their offense is coming around. Then Niners. Then you get back-to-back road games against two teams that are in playoff contention, Packers and Falcons. And what's that stat about teams that play the San Francisco 49ers and how they fare the week after that game? It's a Monday night game, too, by the way. So however your body feels with the full week, it's going to feel even worse after you get beat on that Monday night. So let's say let's just say you find a way to win one of the next three games. That puts you at two and six, right? What's my math? One and four, two and six going into the final stretch of the season. What's the math to get to 10 and seven then? You're going to finish nine and one? Yeah. Yeah. So at two and six, you'd have to win. So eight Eight and one. one. You'd have to finish eight and one. one. So the math, like, we can sit here and twist this into a pretzel, especially if Justin Jefferson's out for a period of time.
2: Uh, Season's over. But that's why it's perfect. Like, this is perfect now. This is absolutely. If things were going to go as wrong in 2023 as they went right in 2022, this is a blessing. You now have your best player who you could basically say, dude, it's in our best interest and in yours that you do not play until your hamstring is healed completely. Again, that's a month. That's It might be more. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was it 2003 or 2004? I think it was 2004 when Moss had, I think it was a lingering hamstring and he tried to come yeah. back and he aggravated that's what happens okay what's the purpose yeah. in that with a bad football team there is none so, so I'm, I'm pivoting to the positivity of the opportunity presented to your Vikings our vikings have not have a chance now in what looks to be a deep quarterback draft they they have they were on the cliff okay like are you gonna are you, are you gonna you know you don't want to lose games you don't want to lose games and we and and they do have where i don't agree with dex and it's weird is this is not a smart team. This is a team that is that is playing um bad football, but their talent is such that they could pop up and win some games.
0: Yeah, it's but not th- like 49ers talent, but it is better than one in four talent. Well, the individual
2: easily. the individual parts uh, some of the individual parts of this team are very good. But anyway, if you take one of those parts, which is basically what the piston, like the the key to the car and and say well you 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 can't you, you can't piston. go man
0: spoken you spoken like a true bah. car guy there you can't go got one of these take pistons the, the piston. yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. take that piston
2: out just bang yank that thing take out now opportunity out, ladies then, and gentlemen uh, i'm going to tell you right now just like going to quick trip it's an opportunity to allow yourself to just sort of go peacefully into hey, the night
0: what do you have to say you know we we had a very spirited episode of Vikings vent line yesterday. Our guy PJ came on and tried to put us in a box with, with, with cousins. And I fought back a little bit and it wanted, I think it wanted up being an entertaining and good discussion. And hopefully we see PJ again, but for the fans like PJ, because, because you said in your, in your, uh, your commentary here that this is an opportunity for the Vikings to get better starting in 2024. Right. Right. And the first position you listed was quarterback find a quarterback. Yep, And I could look up and down and say, well, I mean, look at Kirk Cousins' back of the football card stats this season. Kirk Cousins is not the problem for the 2023 Vikings. You know, yesterday he's standing in there making some throws. Why can't Alex Madison catch a screen pass that's perfectly placed for a game-tying touchdown? Mm -hmm. You know, so when people hear you say, not tank, but lean into the opportunity to find a quarterback of the future. Yeah. And they come back and say, why do you keep talking about the quarterback like he's the problem on the 2023 Vikings? What is your response?
2: My response is because, one, if this team wanted Kirk to be their long-term QB, no questions asked, they signed him last March. They did not. But shouldn't they be looking to do that if he's not the problem? They did not. Well, it's it's been my humble opinion for quite some time that the – decision not to sign Kirk to an extension last March is a clear indication that Kevin O'Connell, and I don't blame him one bit, and this is not all on Kirk. Again, this is not, so many of these questions devolve into a black and white, right or wrong. Kevin O'Connell, in my opinion, wants his opportunity to, because he's, you know, these head coaching jobs don't just come down the pike on a regular basis, and what Kevin O'Connell wants and what he should get, if this is what he desires, is the opportunity to identify a quarterback, develop that QB. I mean, Kirk Cousins in the world of a offensive coach like O'Connell is a very high quality placeholder. That's what he is. Kevin O'Connell can only do so much with Kirk. He's 34. He is a he you know exactly what you're going to get for better or for worse. What young coaches want is the opportunity to work with a quarterback, be in tandem with that guy develop him and so this is not a slight against kirk it's the inevitable kirk cousins was the previous administration's answer to the fact that they couldn't find a quarterback kevin o'connell is not going to think you know what i can't i can't either he's going to think give me the chance and if it's on a rookie contract a team control contract for approximately five years guess what the GM ain't gonna say, "Oh no, no, no! Let's tie up more salary with our with Kirk." So this is not a Kirk slight. It is the inevitable um, handing off of the baton for O'Connell to get his guy. And and by the way, if it works, it's gonna be
3: awesome. And if it doesn't, I think it costs O'Connell his job. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. From pancakes to smoothies to meals and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat, you need to try Factor Meals. They have an easy-to-use website. Factor is also flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from six to to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time. You can sign up and save. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factor meals.com slash purple daily fifty and use code purple daily fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code purple daily fifty at factormeals.com slash purple daily fifty to get fifty percent off. Go check out factor meals.
0: Especially because they didn't get to start. Like, if if you were to start your tenure and whiff on a quarterback, you might be given a second crack at it, right? Right. But to start the tenure, all right, when not go in 13 games, if they have kind of a train wreck season this year, you might get one shot at that quarterback, and then just because that's the NFL, is, it's an impatient world, right? So the Wolves will probably move on. But I, I would sum it up this way. By the way, I have a pie chart of blame coming up, in which, spoiler alert, Kirk Cousins does not get any of it. So... I think it's. Yeah, I don't. The conversation is less about is Kirk Cousins the reason why the Vikings are one and four or why, or why the Vikings have not had more playoff success? I think it's more about what are the solutions for building a team to be a contender starting in 2024. Well, you got to go find an interior defensive lineman who can get some pressure and can stop the run. You got to get another, you got to get an edge rusher under contract. You don't have any, right? I mean, Davenport and Daniella are free agents. You got to have probably at some point a running back that's not Alex Madison or sort of like fading Cam Akers, right? There's things that you need on this team, Yes. maybe another cornerback, whatever. Yes. How do you get those things with not a lot of cap space, with not a lot of draft capital, right? Like I'm looking for solutions to build a monster starting in 2024 and take advantage of some of the pieces that are here and are in their mid-20s and maybe fit the timeline better. So like the, that that so it's it's less about he's garbage he's to blame get him out of here it's more what are the solutions starting in 2024 and and by the way his contract's going to be like probably a two or three year deal you're not going to get him for like one year so that's kind of where I'm at with that
2: Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins discussion and to be very very clear and transparent here the way this is trending is this is going to be a few years to to what your to your point if you are going to build and ideally you're right Phil you build a monster right you build a team that's going to contend and have an opportunity dare i say it to win a super bowl but this is just the start and yes it's involved some bad breaks and yes i agree with Dex this is a this is if if nothing else just largely at times a dumb team and i don't and and that's on coaching too like there's mm. questions there's far more questions about Kevin O'Connell this morning than there was a year ago at this time. But if you think about this, this is going to be a process now because there's too many holes that need to be filled, I think, to come back and be ultra-competitive unless you just get a ton of breaks probably in 24. Quarterback, to your point, edge rusher. And by the way, it might be two of them. Uh, You still don't know necessarily about your guards, and I think Ezra Cleveland as a free agent walks. So, like, I don't think that this is a one-year blip. I think that this is the beginning of of let's not use another nasty word rebuild. I think this is the beginning of a retool for sure. Don't you? Yeah, no, I don't know that it's like a
0: multi. I mean,
2: I I'm don't saying think a couple of years at least Bowl next
0: year. Yeah, I'm saying well, it saying a depends couple of years. on it depends on what you do with your roster because if. If you think it's going to be three years, then that opens up a conversation about well, then what's the point of paying Justin Jefferson? You should go trade him for two first round draft picks. If I mean, if, if you if you seriously believe that they're not going to be relevant for like three more years,
2: I think 2025. You, I think 2025. I think it's going to take twenty. I I think it's going to be. Okay. I think it's going to be 24 for sure. Um, I think you're. I think you're going to be down at the end of the day in 2023 and 24.
0: But then, if that if let's say you're aiming for like. Super Bowl contention in 2025. You don't know who your quarterback or edge rushers are. That maybe the two most important things in yeah. football for 2025. So to that point, yeah, how do you... I mean, right now they have some good ones on their team, but they're all sort of up against that age cliff. So these are these are major questions they have to confront. And if they want to get draft capital to quickly plug a 22-year-old stud into some of these positions, they probably need to make some hard choices on Cousins and Daniil Hunter, you know. But the other thing is, too, and we can we can get into the pie chart of blame here because it's a good trend. The Rock but, knows how
1: you feel about pie.
0: Is I don't know that anyone trusts Kwesi and the current version of this front office to use the draft capital to build a monster roster, right? So that's another thing. If, if they wind up winning five games this year, is this the front office you trust to take advantage of a really important draft in 2024 and a quarterback of the future draft in 2024. I think most people would say no. All right. So
2: I think Kwesi as an entity, if like, if he is the drafter, like if he really drafts, I I think I agree with you almost completely. And the 2022 draft is a disaster, but the 23 draft, which was obviously orchestrated differently including the coach saying hang up the damn phone take the receiver we're fine the 2023 draft is not necessarily uh going to be bad in fact it might be good like like the the jury's out big time but this draft to me and the signing of of uh, Ivan Pace Jr as an undrafted free agent is very encouraging and the other thing is And I keep saying this when it comes to the quarterback, Kwesi is going to be told what to do by O'Connell, and O'Connell deserves that. O'Connell deserves this chance. I know we're afraid. I'm scared too, but Kevin O'Connell deserves this. He was hired to do this. And so, for at least one quarterback, we have to have faith here that he is going to identify the right guy to work with him and to be the long term solution. So, to me, the crazy thing, and, and I do think there's questions here, so I'm, I'm not shooting you down by any means. I think there's definitely questions. But to me, the crazy thing, if it works as it should, because he's not supposed to be Spielman. Like, he's not supposed to be grizzled football guy. And I think the 23 draft fell far more into the realm of how it's supposed to work. And if you continue on that path, I guess what I, I would say is I trust what they're doing systematically then. Sure. Two thousand twenty two obviously was slapped together and looks to be a complete disaster.
0: Yeah, twenty three. Jordan Addison looks like a real player. Ivan Pace Jr. looks like one of the better linebackers in the NFL and he was undrafted. So there are yeah, I, I can I can hear you on that one. Uh the upcoming pie chart of blame presented in part by our friends at A G one, all right. So uh, maybe you're feeling a little bit sluggish after your favorite football team just uh, laid down again. Well, AG1 can help with that. Uh, About six years ago, I discovered AG1 products, and they have helped me in so many areas. Brain fog, energy levels, heightened, uh, even helps with my gut health. And as you can see on the YouTube channel here, one scoop with your water in the morning, or maybe even middle of the day if you want to spike your uh, energy levels in the middle of your day. Gives you 75 high-quality ingredients, important daily nutrients. If you're not great about getting all the nutrients you need through actual uh, clean eating, then AG1 is nutritional insurance for you. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Finch Home Solutions. The Finchmobile, going to pull up to your house. Meow, meow, Let's hear it, boys. fix your electrical system. Oh, meow, meow.
2: Look at that Finch. That Finch meow, meow, Home meow, meow, Solutions, Van. Do you know what it means? It means Cody meow, Finch meow, and meow, his, meow, meow, his meow, team meow, meow, are at your front door, and they're going to fix your electrical problems, and they are going to be a thing of the past. You know, you know, in the year 2023, those colors, that if you are uh, watching us on TV, YouTube right now, those colors for the local football team ain't great, but when it comes to Finch, they are always champions. They are they can fix any problems, electrical issues in your home, big or small. And right now, if there's an offer on the table, you talk about a contract, an offer on the table is the Finch Friends and Family pa- Plan, one free electrical inspection a year, no dispatch fee, priority dispatching. So you go right to the top of the list when you do call, 10% discount, on all work performed in your home for only nine ninety five a month, Finch has the answers for your problems. Just give them a call, 612-357-2604, or go to their new and improved website, finchhomesolutions.com, and make sure you tell them that the guys from Score North and Purple daily told you, hey, guess what? Good or bad, we're all in this together. We're all fans of the Purple, and we're all fans of Finch Home Solutions.
0: Uh, we're also fans of feeling a little healthier uh, with our bodies, right? If you feel like you just played a football game yesterday, your knees, your back, whatever it is, maybe you had to be pulled from the game because you reaggravated a back injury or something. Summit Orthopedics is here to help you. No referrals are needed, and they offer same-day appointments. If you're really hurting, Summit Orthopedics offers urgent care starting at 8 o'clock in the morning until 8 p.m. 25 locations In the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota, they have over 150 expert physicians for you to work with. Learn more at SummitOrtho.com. That's SummitOrtho.com.
1: The Rock knows how you feel about pie.
0: Boys, it's time for a pie chart of blame. The fourth pie chart of blame here in the young season for the Vikings. Mm. I have for you five slices. Okay. Okay. Five slices of pie. Okay. No Kirk Cousins it's so a spoiler alert okay Kirk Cousins there's some nitpicky things there i thought that was one of the worst 2 minute drills i've ever seen the throwing the throwing uh, on fourth and 1 with no timeouts and like 32 seconds left to throw a 3 yard pass was as Tony Roma pointed on the broadcast like that's the killer you can't score a touchdown unless it's a Hail Mary after you've bled that much clock you have to chunk the ball down the field
2: yeah that was uh, that that m- might have been the worst uh two-minute drill i've seen the vikings run since was it 2020 was it against the titans yeah at home to. where bradbury got blown up and cousins got blown up and it was just a disaster yeah. that might have that those two might be the worst i've seen in person in quite some time
0: but cousins would tell you hey i actually did tie the game on the previous possession <laughs> but my running back can't catch a pass so that's so unfortunate he is exactly exonerated from this pie chart. Was right? The part? Rock
1: knows how you feel about pie.
0: 5% to TJ Hawkinson's left and right hand. <laughs> just uh, not the most reliable pair of hands so far this season. He had the big drop on third down right on the edge of the red zone in the first quarter. And then he had a couple other just catchable passes that rattled off his hands. And you know what? You know, you want to be the highest paid tight end of the NFL. Well, I think the the criticism of not catching passes comes along with that. So I look at the numbers. All right, he's got like twenty. What does he have? Thirty catches already through the first five games. He's on pace for a hundred catches and maybe a thousand yards. And like the back of the football card numbers look great. Much like a certain quarterback that we all know. That's and what of. I was going to
2: say. This is a very Cousins like statistical performance because because you can if if Hawkinson and I saw this on X. Yesterday, if Hawkinson is criticized, you can immediately jump that weird. jump that fan and say, Hold on a second, look look at these statistics. These statistics are great. What are you talking about? But if you talk about the top Viking in 2023 who has probably not passed the eye test, it's Hawkinson. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just um there's been situations where you could and you could make an excuse for all of them, right? that ball on the goal line that turned out to be a, a game-ending interception against the chargers oh there's a hand in his face and yeah. it is t- it is a tough play right. it's a tough play but when you add up all these tough plays you got I think you have to make more of them anecdotally you know i don't i guess i don't have like any data on on like validating the way i feel i just i feel like he hasn't been as impactful as the numbers that's my tj Hawkinson take today
2: Yeah, and I I think it's very fair to say that that despite his statistics, he has been a disappointment.
0: Yeah. Okay, 10%. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. To Cam Bynum. So there was a huge sequence Mm -hmm. in the second half. It was actually the, the Chiefs' first drive of the third quarter. So they're backed up. It's third down and 18. U.S. Bank Stadium is... I wouldn't say raucous because there were probably 25,000 fans dressed in Chiefs red in that stadium, but the Vikings send everyone a zero blitz. Brian Flores rolling the dice saying, let's not give Patrick Mahomes a chance to sit back and dissect the zone defense here. Let's throw everyone at him, make him backpedal, and throw a pass quickly. Maybe he'll throw a short pass, and we we can swarm to the ball and tackle him, right? And it works perfectly. Mahomes off his back foot, Underthrows a fourth string wide receiver. Cam Bynum sees the ball coming right to him, right? Super excited. Eyes get wide, (sighs) jumping up in front of, I think Watson was the wide receiver. Oh my God, I jumped too early. He's fading back. And the ball goes off his fingertips into the arms for what, a 36-yard gain near midfield? Yes. And the Chiefs go on. Instead of an interception, it it was a perfectly dialed blitz. The short pass... You're right there for the interception, and instead of you getting the ball at midfield, tie game chance to go up early third quarter. Chiefs finish the drive with a touchdown the other way. That was one of the biggest plays
2: of the game. Oh, absolutely, and and you are correct though. Vikings fans on that drive by the Chiefs were in full voice, like like that. That stadium from a pro Viking standpoint was probably at its loudest at that point, and you know it's early in the quarter. Fans are like, yeah, the game, I think, is tied at 13 at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's dissect that play just a little bit because I will say this. You're right. Bynum should have picked it off or, at the very least, broken it up. You got to make a play. Yes. Nonetheless, Nonetheless, can we just have a brief discussion about the magic of Mahomes in making a pass to a guy he couldn't see? and in trusting that the guy was i mean this is so like when when you're like well what makes him so great right mm-hmm. trusting yourself to make that throw yeah it, it was just like Dude. there's it was very, your
0: first time seeing him in in person in
2: person, person. Said, first right? time i've ever seen him in person and he did things and and he did not have like like box score wise it was a very average game probably yeah um but the fact how many quarterbacks make that throw and trust themselves to complete it
0: yeah, it's it, So I agree with
2: you, but it was incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean I think there's there's some guys like Justin Herbert, he has a quick release, gets that ball out, but yeah, to just to to know what's coming. And that's the other thing too. You you watch some of these plays where the Chiefs and Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator, did something similar where right I hear it's a jailbreak blitz, Kirk Cousins, here we go. And sometimes he makes a good throw, sometimes he doesn't. It's just he doesn't thrive as much in those situations. As yeah. some of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes being one, maybe the greatest of all time, right? Yeah. So, okay, uh, that's two slices down. Let's get to the third the one. The Rock
1: knows how you feel about pie.
0: 20% to Alexander Madison. He dropped a perfect yeah. screen pass. It was at first you thought, oh, God, is this <laughs> is this uh, another jailbreak? Is the offensive line caving in? Nope, they've got him right where they want him. And Kirk Cousins drops that pass right in the bucket, and Alexander Madison, that's the second time he's dropped a pass like that this season. And he would have, you had blockers lined up, as, as the broadcast pointed out, he would have walked into the end zone, and I believe that would have tied the game with an extra point at 27. Maybe you even decide to try and go for two to steal the game in that spot, but we'll never know, because Alexander Madison dropped the ball.
2: For a team that struggles as much as any team I've ever seen with the fundamentals, just the starting point of a screen pass, right? So I'm not even talking about the catch and run. I'm Because ordinarily it gets caught and it, it goes for like a minus two or something. But for a team that struggles with a screen pass to seemingly, if I'm correct, have everything around it be perfect. Like everyone's doing their job. Like all like, dude, all you have to do is catch the ball and then run. And you can go back and watch it. He starts to run without the ball. Yeah, um,
3: it's like me in backyard
2: football. Oh my god, though. But I mean, yes, that. Like, but I mean, you finally like drop well, included. Like you've done everything. The the <laughs> the um, the stew is going to be perfect. Like every ingredient is perfect. And then somebody comes along and is like dumps just a bunch of salt into it or pepper, way too much. Like everything else was perfect. Yeah. And you're, I, I agree. I think that's a touchdown. Too much garlic. Mm. I love garlic. I love garlic. Got to be careful with too much garlic. garlic. Well, oh, mm-hmm. God, I love me some. You have to be, no, but he's right though. You do have to be careful with that. It's good in everything. Yeah, it's great if it's done how you right.
1: Feel about pie?
0: All right, we got two more slices here, boys. Let's give twenty five percent to Josh Oliver he's been really good for this team so far this year. Just one of those unsung football heroes where he's not out there catching 10 passes, but he, as Booney pointed out in the film review last week, opening up running lanes with great ceiling blocks. He's even caught more passes than really at any point in his career. But for you to have, again, it's like every single week we have the same conversation. There's no way they can keep fumbling, right? To have an historic amount of, of fumbles and fumbles loss of the first month of the season point of emphasis. You're in the building all week, everywhere you're going, you're holding a football. Coaches are trying to poke it out with a broomstick. <laughs> you're trying to eat lunch with one arm wrapped around a football. The chef comes over and tries to knock it out, right? Like it's a point of emphasis, seemingly all week long. You got the chiefs in town. It's a raucous environment. Here we go, boys. Let's let's amp this thing up. Boom. Dial up a great play out of the gate. First down, first play. And for you to fumble that ball, just absolutely, it sets a bad tone. You're trailing right away now. You're playing catch up. Yeah, it gives them points. It's, just, it's bad vibes right out of the gate. And they almost overcame it, but... I give 25% to Josh Oliver for just being a huge buzzkill in the first 20 seconds of this
2: game. So if I've got this right, um, the last two home games that the Vikings have played, the Chargers and Chiefs, a tight ends fumble on an opening possession that looks incredibly productive has cost mm-hmm. them the ball.
0: It's infuriating. Imagine yes. being Kevin O'Connell. like, And I know that we, we kind of clapped back and forth on Ventline yesterday where you're calling for more accountability. And I would say what are you supposed to are you, I almost feel like you're doubling down. So okay, we're going to we're going to hold players accountable for fumbling. Well, everyone's fumbling. Are we going to start benching really good players? And now the team's
2: worse? The solution is stop fumbling. I know, but it hasn't gotten through yet. So like how do you get that through? But how is the team better if you put
0: Johnny Munt and Nikhil Harry in the game, because like well, other guys who are good at football, as can't I told actually you, hang on to the ball.
2: I I would have started the accountability earlier, and I I would have started it with selective players who are still starters. Alexander Madison's the easiest guy in the world to bench. Did he f He didn't fumble. He just dropped that no, pass. No, b- but right? no, but he has. And the point that count is, that
0: that's in the same bin. Well, an easy touchdown pass.
2: And you know what? Okay, so he's benched for I don't know a series or two. Cam Akers plays. Okay, I'm cool with that. Do you think that benching prevents Madison from dropping a pass though? Um I, don't know. I think it makes him think more. I like I mean, I'm I want something that shows at least that there are consequences. Like what are the consequences now? They're just gonna go back today and buy some type of like um broom to hit you with? No, know, you know and I get it. Like
0: I get your frustration. I just wonder, are we calling for consequences? Because we're mad well, and we want some action to be taken, or are we? Strate- is is it a strategic advantage yeah. to punish these guys? I, I'm not convinced. I
2: wouldn't that. be nearly as much on the consequences bandwagon if O'Connell hadn't said that he was that there were going to be some. Like you can't come out and say, "Hey, I'll find guys." Basically, I'll find guys that don't fumble, and then he doesn't do anything like that. That's the point. Is like, don't say that. Yeah. Then, well, don't threaten. That- That brings us
0: to our last slice of pie. The Rock
1: knows how you feel about
0: pie. 40% to friend of the show, Kevin O'Connor.
2: It was a bad day.
0: In some ways, I commend the Vikings for, again, hanging tough with a dynasty opponent and coming back in that game, almost coming back and tying it, but they couldn't overcome the disorganization and the chaos. I'm not even really putting the fumbles on O'Connell's pie chart of Mm -hmm. blame here but you probably could put some of it. Like I, I do agree with your point. If you're going to come out and say, hey, maybe we need to start putting some guys in the game that can hold on to the ball, and then you don't actually make changes. if you Don't say it. Don't tell the audience. Don't tell the fans, and don't tell the locker room that you're going to do something, and then you don't do it. So I, I do agree on that standpoint. But let's start with just the wasted timeouts. This is the Kansas City Chiefs you're playing. <laughs> and by the way, you're already in a hole early because you fumbled, you made a mistake, and now you're playing from behind the whole game. In terms of being situational masters, what's the most important thing you're probably going to need at the end of a game against the Chiefs in which you're trailing? An extra possession or timeouts to lengthen a possession, right? Yeah. So you wasted a timeout in the third quarter. You, and, and, and this is where I, Cousins doesn't belong in this pie chart, but I will include him in this particular commentary. You have a 35-year-old quarterback and an offensive play calling head coach that multiple times this season have either had to like rush their way up to the line of scrimmage with 5 seconds left or they don't get a play call in or they have to burn a timeout in this situation because they don't know what they're running. It's like guys, you're it's not like there's an offensive coordinator calling a play and the head coach intervenes for a second or it's a young quarterback that can't spit the play out. This is this is Head coach calling plays in the ear of a 35-year-old quarterback. And multiple times in the second half, you either have to call timeout or take a delay a game because you're breaking the huddle with eight seconds left on the play clock. So that was timeout number one. And then uh, the emotional bad challenge on the tra- Travis Kelsey caught that pass. And at live speed, it looked like, oh, man, Metellus ripped it from him. It's a, It's an interception, right? And Harrison Smith's over there like, challenge it, challenge it, right? Dude, calm down. Wait for your game management coach. Wait for someone up with a clear view of the replay, right? And and, and instantly, he calls the ref over, right? Throws the challenge flag. Uh And 10 seconds after seeing two angles of the replay, like everyone saw, yeah, it's a catch, man. He's down by contact. That's the second wasted timeout. And then uh, they also took a timeout with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter on defense because they weren't properly aligned. Now, maybe that's not directly on KOC. Maybe that's more of a defensive position coach or, or Brian Flores, but either way, Three burn timeouts before the nine-minute mark of right. the fourth quarter in a game against the Chiefs in which you are trailing and will need an extra possession or to lengthen a possession, right? And so I would I would even throw this on there too because he's, he's kind of an analytical guy, right? They definitely have an analytics staff. The general manager comes from more of an analytical background, right? The analytics would tell you when you're down by two touchdowns and you score the first touchdown to go for two, especially against a team that... It's hard to stop, right? Your goal is to win the game, not tie the game. So, because I think people always fight back. Well, what are you talking about? Why would you go for two? If you go for two, get it, and then score another touchdown to tie the game, an extra point wins you the game potentially. Instead of needing three scores to win, touchdown, touchdown, get lucky, overtime score, right? I'm kind of shocked that they decided in that environment to kick the extra point because now it's like, now you're driving down. If Madison scores the touchdown, do you kick the extra point? Now the Chiefs get the ball back with a minute left and three timeouts. Do you go for two? Chiefs still get the ball back, chance to kick a field goal. Uh, and then the fourth down play near the end. It's fourth and eight, fourth and seven. Vikings don't break the huddle until eight seconds left on the play clock. And they don't have a timeout left. Right. So they take a delay of game. Now it's fourth and 13. Right.
2: Well, because they can't get the play in. Why? Well, and here here's my uh, question: Going back to your thing about O'Connell and Cousins, why is the in-game relationship regressed? Like this was better last year. I no s- question about it.
3: I saved a hot take because I might now use it for next week. But there, there's something growing on here. I think between KOC and Kirk Cousins, I'm gonna. I, I need another week to really see it. But I think there's something brewing here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save the bullet in the chamber, maybe for next week's hot take. Because I was gonna use it today, and then I use a different one.
0: Well, certainly not. Uh, certainly not Walsh in
2: Montana. Correct. You know, Belichick, Brady. Well, and I mean, this does happen. This does happen. Kirk's been allowed to go into the last year of, of his contract, which you know, again, he doesn't publicly put on a face of being pissed off or pouting, but I'm sure it bugs him. And it is weird, though, that there is that there just seems to be a lack of continuity between the two that surprisingly existed a year ago and now has dissipated um, let's go back to the timeouts though okay because I what I think would be intriguing here is to tie all three together and we, we talk about consequences for fumbling how about consequences of timeouts and now having to pick and choose where you use yours okay mm-hmm. so in fact so the first I understand why it happened but it's still not excusable so the first timeout which came with 927 left in the third quarter, was a result of Garrett Bradbury, uh, his bell was rung, because he came back in, so I guess technically there's no concussion. But anyway, Garrett Bradbury, his bell rung, and instead of going down, which would have, by the way, stopped the clock, no timeout at that point, he, like, is grabbing his head, and there's confusion about it, and again, there's confusion, and the Vikings use a timeout so that they don't get a penalty. Tell him to go down. Well, that's that's the first thing, or just take the penalty. Like, Mm -hmm. I would rather take that penalty in the third quarter than come back and take a delay of game, which is what they had to do because they didn't have a timeout. Yeah. The other one is, and again, it's consequences. The other one is the next series is when that Kelsey Metellus play occurred. Now, if you have not wasted the Bradbury timeout, okay, challenge it. Worth a challenge. Yeah. What the Opportunity hell? Opportunity cost. Like. Exactly. Yeah. But but you've used that timeout. And now if you lose, and by the way, that was going to be no matter what, that was going to be a very difficult review to overturn, right or wrong. So now you're down to, and then to your point, what are you doing? And I know that you were in the you you didn't like, I think it was your front on third and one when the Chiefs, uh when the Chiefs were going to go for it um from their own Forty-seven. So it's third and one. I'm, I'm sorry. So you didn't like your front. All right. That's great to burn the timeout there. If you haven't just burned two before. So, like, what, yeah. what are the consequences? What is the thought process of arbitrarily deciding before you ever get to stopping the clock for an actual, you know, late game situation? That's my question.
0: Yeah. I need at least – I'm with you. Like, hey, you're probably going to have to burn one because – the Chiefs do tricky things sometimes. Yeah. You're you're probably going to have to burn one. You shouldn't have to burn one on a bad challenge or on your own disorganization. The defensive front one, I get it. But when when you compile all the other examples here, I need two timeouts left at the end of the game when I'm trying to tie this thing with a minute left. I need two timeouts left. Let's start there. Guys, until we get to the last two minutes, we only have one timeout to use in the second half. Let's use it judiciously. And to your point, if it's third and eight or if it's third and ten or whatever and we have to take a delay in the third quarter, I'd rather take the five yards than burn a possession. like taking those timeouts, you're burning a possession yeah. against the Chiefs at the end. Yes. It's as good as he was with some of this stuff last year. It does feel like there's been some regression. It's, uh, it's unfortunate because it's costing them chances to win a game like
2: that. And to be fair, if if the if this was still Zimmer, he would be being torched today for this. Oh my god. Yeah. Like we'd be like He's old man doesn't idiot. old yeah. man doesn't get how to manage clock, so yeah. so like we were and and he deserved it. But part of yeah. O'Connell getting this job was all about the fact that, you know, managing the clock is one of the most important things that you do.
0: So there's your there's your pie chart, gentlemen, here. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. We got uh, Kevin O'Connell with the biggest slice at 40%, Josh Oliver, 25%, Madison, 20%, Cam Bynum, 10%, TJ Hawkinson, 5%. Before we get to silver linings, I need a beer after that conversation. What kind of beer should I drink, Judd? Uh,
2: you know what? You should stick with the plan and drink a Surly before I die because... The mission hasn't changed. The season has. It's disappointing. But the mission has not changed. The mission is all about the Before I Die uh, beer, about the Before I Die lifestyle, about the fact that before before we leave, as Patrick calls it, this veil of tears, we all want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl. and, And enjoying a refreshing Before I Die at least keeps you on point, keeps the mission alive that someday the Lombardi Trophy will be in a convertible going down I-94 as everybody celebrates, or yeah. at least through, through the uh, Skyway system if it's too cold outside. If it's too cold,
0: yeah. Yeah, be careful with the cold. Uh, you know, it's not cold inside Burger Press in Edina. It's very warm with some of the best food you're going to find in the Twin Cities. So uh, Burger Press in Edina, just off 494 and France Avenue, owned and operated independently by Minnesota sports fans who are also big supporters and fans of Score North and Purple Daily. So uh, the, some of the best burgers you're going to find anywhere. They also have Nathan's Hot Dogs, mm. Crinkle Cut Fries, and an entire Shawarma section as well. Shawarma Burritos, Shawarma Wraps, Shawarma Bowls. So get into Burger Press, any Dinah, and let us know. Tweet us your pictures of your lunch or your dinner, 494 in France Avenue. I need from you guys, starting with Declan. Mm-hmm. A silver lining. When the Vikings win, we give you nitpicks. When they lose, we give you silver linings. And I'm going to make a rule. It can't be, this is great for draft pick status, right? We're going to take that one off the board. Give me a different
3: silver lining. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll use a draft pick idea here and say that Jordan Addison was, was the right pick for the Vikings' first round selection this year. He looks awesome. He was being fed the ball a ton. Uh, I know Judd has a nitpick with the whole run blocking thing and how to scheme him appropriately. But at the end of the day, the dude, when the football's in his hands, he's an incredible playmaker. Um, and if they can figure out ways to kind of what they used to do, you know, with like Percy Harvin back in the day, where it's like, can you just get the ball in this guy's hands and let him do his thing? Um, and if Justin Jefferson's indeed going to be out uh, with this hamstring injury, uh, I think Jordan Addison gets even more unleashed. So I, I was it was good to see Jordan Addison kind of take a opportunity and run with it. And hopefully he can even get more targets in the Vikings offense.
0: I'll give you one here. I thought we saw some creative play calling more than maybe in previous weeks. Red zone. We got, we got the fake punt. Love a fake. We punt. had some creative stuff in the red zone. Uh, we had at one point a Brandon Powell jet sweep handoff that went for nine yards. I feel like we saw some of this stuff early in Kevin O'Connell's first year and he, he brought back some of the, and maybe it's because, Hey, the chiefs are in town. We're going to need to do something tricky a time or two to beat the Chiefs, but I felt like there was a little bit more creative zest in the offensive play calling of this game.
2: Definitely. Yeah, the uh, Brandon Powell stuff in the red zone was a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. That was great. And, yes, the, the fake punt, which, by the way, my comrades in the press box all basically said, because the fans are like, boo, you know, it's fourth and two. Boo. Comrades in the press box all said, this is a fake punt. And they were all right. Hell mm-hmm. of a call, gentlemen. Hell of a call. Mm-hmm. They all knew it. All right, I'm what's... like, it is?
0: All right. It, I, it was sitting at home, too, is like, i they either have to go for this or fake the punt. You can't
2: punt here. Fans were really upset. And, and it, it actually worked because the Chiefs were like, what the hell is that? All right. Mm-hmm. I am going with something off the field, but in the stadium. The silver lining is the amount of Vikings fans who line their pockets with cold, hard cash and they pay a lot. So this is not a dunk on them. Okay. Season tickets, seat licenses. Um, these fans pay a ton to go to games, but I got a, and, and I put this question out on X yesterday and I got an answer uh, that was very specific today from Ben. Ben said, and yes, the, the place was filled with Chiefs fans, but you're going to understand why. Ben said he sold four tickets. Each one of them, face value, $140. He sold them for 390 a apiece. Wow. The silver lining is bravo to you fans who probably found a way to pay for a large portion of every other game through this game. I am very impressed. Basically 400 so uh basically I what? guess con- congratulations you made $1600 if, if you already have tickets in which you're paying
0: hundreds of dollars for I'm guessing making a couple extra 100 bucks is not life-changing money for you so congratulations to fans who made non-life-changing money to put an extra 20,000 Chiefs fan in that I'm with stadium.
2: these fans congratulations. who sold their tickets. I don't know what they're up against. We don't know. There might be some some fans that are that uh, that live you know that have big credit card statements. I am not going to judge people. I am not going to judge you out there. If you made extra, good for you. I'm
0: just I'm just going to ask you that Vikings fans, if you sold your tickets
2: too. to a Chiefs fan
0: and made like a hundred bucks, okay, in profit, when you're sitting on your deathbed, are you going to think back, look at your life, and say, you know what? Thank God I got the extra $100 selling those you know Vikings Chiefs tickets. I'll
2: disagree with you completely. This team doesn't deserve your support at this point. This Good is for supposed you. to be silver linings, Judge. Good this for you. I am, the, I am here for the fan. I defend Twins fans. I defend I defend Vikings fans. You made money. Silver lining. Good for you.
0: You bailed on your team. You bailed your, on Your team, team bailed on you. The and they can't hold need. on to football. Maybe you could have forced an extra, you know, false start penalty if the crowd was more pro Vikings and loud. Okay, but oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes
2: was shaking in his boots. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. All
0: right, that's a wrap on this uh, live reaction episode of Purple Daily here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Please click the subscribe button and the like button if you haven't already, as we look to keep growing this awesome community of Vikings fans. Well, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It looks unlikely at one in four at this point.